again, it's one of those things where it could go either way, which kind of it's Schrodinger's cat, but <laughs> but in a man, Schrodinger's March. He is either be good or either be bad, but we don't know, so he's both at the same time. Welcome to The Story Thinker, a Webtoons and Witcher podcast for superfans with scene-by-scene analysis. Featuring sharp co-hosts for a fuller picture, we dive deep into character psychology, relationships, and theories. We'd love it if you could like, subscribe, comment, and rate us on all podcast platforms and social media. For bonus content, you can support The Story Thinker on Patreon. Let's begin. everyone and welcome to episode 132 of Hope Hyacinth Safe Secret with Brendan. Hello. <laughs> yep. Um, Brendan and I just spent a lot of time with each other because we just did all four episodes of In the Bleak of Winter yesterday. Now yeah, that was, it was great. I'm really happy it's back. I need to, I keep forgetting to read it with the music on, but I, <laughs> again, I had no time today. It's probably after this, I'll go and read the whole thing again with the music. Yeah, I read it again like a couple of times because I was writing the summary this morning and then I read it again just to, like write comments, but I, I didn't turn the music on. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right. So speaking of Hyacin, we open up with the archives and guess who's in the archives now? <laughs> not Lauren, not Kieran. It's Will. I low-key wanted Kieran to like roll up and then him and him and Will's have like bonding and be like, bro. But, you know, that wouldn't have worked. Like, you know, they they have the plot that they need to do but it's like i want bonding time between all the people interacted did they interact they they've interacted a couple times that's the thing but they've never interacted one-on-one and i want that and like i thought i was like oh maybe he's gonna show up but then i was like no he's not yeah so it's in a solitary self and he's researching talia lynn which is good for him i'm glad that he's like pursuing what he you know heard about and he says she isn't in any death record of xx16 which i'm like frankly well you should be looking a little broader you know like a little before a little after but okay and he drops down to the floor he looks dejected he's slumped over he looks sad and then he just like you know smuffers his hair and puts his forehead on his hand he's so sad Mm, he's he looks like me when (laughs) i had to have assignments done and it was 3 a.m. and I'm still working on it. That's that's the mood he's giving. It's very relatable. Yeah. And I mean, this whole episode, we'll see more, but Will is much more emotional in this whole episode. Usually he's very stoic. He's very self-possessed. He's very calm. He's in control. And this whole episode is much more loose and open and vulnerable. Yeah, I think he's kind of just he's just tired of things like you know having to be a certain way or like having to do things for other people or like anything and I think he's um talking to Neira I think and them kind of having that moment and then his brother coming back to his life all of that kind of allowing him to kind of let go a bit and I found reading this episode it felt a lot like early season like back when we were a lot more in the police station with Lauren Kim Will uh, and I liked that we got like a bit more of that as well because then you have a little bit of March in it, a little bit of Hermit, and like I don't know, it gave me very season one vibes, and that was like kind of nice to see that they they're still like fundamentally the same people, and it's the same thing, but it's like you know so much has changed since then. So I don't know. Vintage PH. <laughs> yeah, classic PH. <laughs> 
So now we're in the um, ABD office. And by the way, it's legit always 6.30 there. <laughs> like, 6.30 at night, 6.30 in the morning. Um, I look Soph is clock. not changing the clock. <laughs> Honestly, like, she does so much. I don't blame her if that's the case. <laughs> Lauren is signing, is filling out the deposition form and was like, good morning, Lauren. And that's when I looked at the clock and I'm like, these people are in unreasonably early. And then I just remembered it's always 6.30, so... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I am not at my desk at 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not even at my yeah. desk at work. I work from home now. I, like, I've been trying to be at my desk, but it's a certain point. The bed is just yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. not be on a Zoom meeting in your bed? <laughs> but yep. still pay attention. Yes, I, I definitely work from bed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and... um he is yawning and he like managed to get some sleep last night. He has a big cup of coffee and he looks, you know, he's not put together. Even his physical appearance, his vest is open. His shirt is like his shirt collar is up. His shirt is unbuttoned on top. His hand sleeves are, are rolled up. I mean, he does not look like his usual, you know, buttoned up literally will. Yeah, well, this is, we know that Will, like, like Lauren, can be kind of an insomniac too, but this is, he, I don't think the man slept. I think he was there all night researching in the archives, and he, this is him, I, I also think this is the first time we've seen his uniform in any form of, like, disheveled, like, we've seen his face and hair disheveled in the uniform, but, like, at work, he's never had the vest unbuttoned and the sleeves rolled up and the tie pulled and all that stuff. And I like seeing like a bit of that, like, you know, I'm not going to be prim and perfect all of the time, especially after pulling an all nighter in the archives. Yeah. I'm thinking, I think even in the factory arc, he was probably more put together, (laughs) even while under attack. (laughs) Yeah. He didn't really get injured in the factory arc. He's the only one of the four who didn't get like, an injury because like Kim had her leg get messed up but like yeah maybe just a few like blood stains from other people but yeah and Lauren smiles she's like morning well I did but you certainly didn't and he continues like ha yeah been a long night for everyone I think and Lauren of course (laughs) she's like I hope your date wasn't too offended you had to abandon her wink wink Mm. She's sort of like me, like crying to get information. She's acting like how a friend would act. Like if my if I saw my friend on a date, I'd be like, so how did it go? Like, you know, mm-hmm. I want all the details. Yep. And he's like, oh, she straight up told me she'd never marry me. But she's like, thank you. Why couldn't you tell Kim the same thing? <laughs> well, a lady had just died. <laughs> But, you know, we understand. Also, for the drama of the miscommunication trope, which so, is frustrating and I hate, but... Now the question is, how long is it going to drag on? Is Lauren ever going to tell Kim, or is it going to be like 50 episodes later when Kim is confronting Will? She's like, you're going to marry Nera! And he's like, no, I'm not. No. I low-key <laughs> think she's going to see Nera and Bella together at one point. Be like, Will, you're... Your girl is sore with another beautiful woman. I think I've said this before. Sure, She's like, sure. sorry with another beautiful woman. He's like, oh, nice. Good for her. Kim will be like, what? It's like, yeah. Okay, she's, she's, she's gay. And then Kim's like, you know? Like, that would be just a really funny interaction, I think. Hopefully it doesn't take too long to happen, but... I remember I the episodes of Let's Play, so Mangi likes to break the fourth wall a lot. So there was some situation where there could have been miscommunication, 
and then monkey had a character was just like tell each other right away like the truth and then one character just says randomly she's like you mean we're not gonna have like miscommunication that's gonna drag on for several episodes the other character was like nope and that's why like she breaks the fourth wall a lot so yeah she was making fun of that trope <laughs> yeah sounds like uh this this is really like crazy anime that came out like a long time ago that i i started watching in college called oron high school host club that is a wild show but the characters break the fourth wall all the time they're like they'd be like oh right in the last episode you said this like <laughs> so i i do love um if, if if the tone allows for it i really like that or like how in ph they're a bit more subtle with the fourth wall breaks mm-hmm. uh like i don't know fourth yeah. wall breaking can be yeah. great I don't remember any post-pop breaks. It's when um, Lauren was like, I haven't eaten si- anything oh, yeah, since yeah. season two. Right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> or season right. one. That blueberry. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, Lauren's like, huh? And then he um, proceeds, it looks like he was telling the story, and he continues, and that's how we became friends. It was a huge relief for the both of us. And he says, I had a good time with her, honestly. She's easygoing and witty, and she knows she can let go of society's pretenses. He looks so happy. Like he's just like, yeah, like she's she and I are like besties now. It's great. Like he's just there with his coffee, looking so relieved that he doesn't have to marry her and that they're on the same page. It's not gonna be weird between them anymore. It's like, yes, good for you both. And when is he gonna learn a lesson from her? Take a page out of her book, Will. And he says, I'm free, but top of everything. I'm still not over how she jumped on stage. And Laura's like, I don't think anyone is. But none of you were considering getting into a arranged marriage. Yeah, definitely didn't need that. <laughs> <laughs> and now Lauren, I appreciate that she asks him because one of the things that I sometimes feel that these characters have such, there's so many things going on and so much like just things to worry about that they never get to talk in, to each other and check in on each other. So I was very happy when she did that. She says, I noticed something's been bothering you. Did anything happen? And I also want to see it because we are told that they're best friends. But it's not enough to just tell us that we're best friends. Like, we have to see them actually acting like best friends. So the fact that she's checking in on them and asking him how he's feeling shows us, you know, that they are close. Yeah, I um, I really like the focus that we've been getting on Will, like, this season. Like, um, how that, that one really nice moment where he's talking to Lauren, he's like, you could have died and like we wouldn't have known and he doesn't want to be the last one from their childhood memories and it just shows how much he cares about her and and everything and he's vulnerable and but she reassures him like I I love that so I like seeing their friendship continue to be to like pop up and them showing like uh like you know that that love for each other that they that they just have and it's nice Mm -hmm. just nice yeah. So Will sighs and says, well, I didn't think my detective best friend, can I? <laughs> and looks around and he says, Yeah, I ran into my brother again. Called my father a murderer. And like he leans in and his face is just very what's the word? Like not caught off guard, but just different than his usual face. Like usually like we talked about him being composed and not composed. So yeah, unsettled. It's a very unsettled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very good word for it. Um, he's still shaken by what he heard. He spent all nights in the archives trying to find anything about it because, like, it, like when you learn a secret or like something or you hear about something, it like 
can consume you to, like just to not know if it's true or not and he really needs that peace of mind of like is it true or is it not because him being unsure is just kind of driving him crazy or like it's frustrating to him because he doesn't want his father to be a murderer but he also knows that his brother abandoned him and did all this stuff very long ago and he he's trying to make sense of it still so yeah he's unsettled by it because even though he knows his dad is kind of terrible he doesn't think he would have never thought that he would be a murderer but now he has this idea in his head and he needs to find out the truth Mm -hmm. and he continues like which i don't know what to make of and lauren says on what basis and then like he refused to say walked away which oh my god Raphael, could you be more aggravating you can't just drop that bomb on someone and walk away oh this is why the fandom doesn't like you right now, Raphael. It's one thing to it's one thing to hurt Will and then hurt Kieran and then continue to hurt Will and not give us the audience all the information. But you can't do all right. and expect us to like you still. <laughs> yeah. To give you for one thing, maybe one. Yeah. Give yeah. me one. Honestly, no, I wouldn't give him for um for snitching on Kieran. No. <laughs> that's my that, that's the one that no but anything else just one of okay maybe yeah. <laughs> and i'm like but i'll find out i i always thought my father was the reason Raphael left but it seems there's more to it i'm tired of being kept in the dark always finding out last what's going on at which point lauren makes a very questionable decision to to like can i speak to Raphael? because yes no yeah i'd rather not be given the blow before we're sure it's him no, Lauren, tell him. Oh my God. Okay, so like we, like we know. I know there's some debate going on about whether he is the messenger, but like we know he's definitely in the phantom side. If he's going and talking to Redcliffe about this and snitching on the Purple Hyacinth and knowing about the inner workings of the organization, but again, Lauren doesn't know that because she's not seen Kieran yet, so she doesn't know that detail potentially. So it is smart to wait a bit to not be sure but it's like or you could you could at least say that maybe you're suspicious because he's already suspicious that his dad is a murderer be like i'm suspicious that your brother is in the phantom side but then again the the not knowing might just make everything worse for him so i mean i i agree i would tell him about my suspicions like i would say this is what we know this is what we know for sure and this is what i'm thinking but like how is someone your best friend you're not honest with them like what is the thesis but remember also she she is told him that her partner died so like her being like yeah so we did all this we know that there's sus of kieran loki but it's like i guess that would uh that would bring things too quickly that is planned for later but also like maybe she's concerned about that on some level and you know it doesn't want to give him anything to worry about because what if he wasn't in the phantom side and he's just like sus but not <laughs> not doing anything bad like he's you never know drug cartel <laughs> yeah he's just a carny who <clears throat> like who like yeah that's it he just works with the circus and does some like you know your typical illegal things that are not part of an organization that is evil and kidnaps children <laughs> 
Well, I, I think I think you're right that it's for plot purposes. <laughs> I really think that's what the reason is. But on a relationship level, I would be very upset if people lied to me. Mm. Like, and that's probably going to blow up. Mm-hmm. That's probably going to blow up in the future then if he finds out that she knew. Which she probably will. But yeah, sorry, what were you going to say? Yeah, no, that's it. And we see a view from like kind of beneath Will's face and his eyes are hidden so it's like a serious moment and he says a murderer seriously I don't know who to hate more here my brother or my father which we agree we don't know either <laughs> nobody is who they seem to be which once again like I think he's literally telling you to your face that he's upset that no one's open to him and you're just continuing to hide things from him <laughs> yeah my <laughs> you're like i'm sorry will if there's anything i can do to help you yes be honest (laughs) i won't (laughs) thank you i need to confront my father myself which is good he plans to confront that's pretty interesting i mean is is it the first time he's ever gonna confront his father probably like seeing how he acts around his dad like he's not He's never spoken up against his father's wishes. Or if he tries to, his father immediately shuts that down. We, like, we've seen them interact, and it's just not good and healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that confrontation. I want to see how that goes. Hmm. But then he says, but I think I need your detective skills to uncover some details. Of course, just tell me what. But then we don't get to hear what it is, because March pops in. He's like, morning, guys. And they nod. You know, they're going to talk to each other later. And is, is the meeting starting, March? Precisely. I was just coming to get you guys. By the way, have you heard the news? You look so cute and innocent. I'm so sus of this man. Right? Especially mm. later. But here he looks adorable. He just looks so like nice and kind and sweet. Despite the face scar. Like, I bet he got that scar in like Orion and Sons or something. Something happened with the, the Snapdragon and he got that scar. We're gonna we're gonna learn how he got that scar. Yeah. Sorry, my Scott tangent. I just was like, because he does look sweet, and everybody's like, he's the dad, and like, he's not a good person. So, yeah. I never really noticed this part, but now that we're thinking about him being sus, like, I think, yeah, I think you're right. It's going to be explained. Mm-hmm. And Lauren's like, that someone was poisoned and suffered a violent death on stage yesterday. Yeah, I vaguely heard about it. <laughs> he's like, oh, what? That? No, that's nothing. Which the nothing part is a lie. But mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Do you think it's um when he says that's nothing and that's a lie? Do you think that's just like a normal lie, meaning like it's just like a joke kind of, or do you think it's a ooh March knows something about the murder and he's involved kind of lie? I mean, I think it could be because I think uh, the authors know that we are sauce of this man, so like including things that could have two meanings could could be interesting. I think it's just him like going along with the joke, like actually, but. The fact that you could think of it as him being like, yeah, I know exactly how she died and, like, who poisoned her and all that. Like, no. Like, it could be, which makes it fun, but I don't think it is. But I like that it's an option. <laughs> because Kieran, when he's sarcastic, it doesn't come up as a lie. So the same rule should apply to March. Oh, true. Very true. Yeah, sarcasm does not show up as lies. So mm. maybe it is. Hmm. All right. Well, theory number one. <laughs> and he tells them Randall finally woke up <clears throat> in the hospital and he's doing all right. Which, by the way, that I feel like that episode was a billion years ago. 
<laughs> it's on the cover of my uh, I can tell because like yeah we I read that that came out I think at the end of May because I was in an Applebee's oh, with my friend reading it like and she, she and I were there for, like one dollar drinks and I was like shh reading purple hyacinth right now and I was like my boy woke up <laughs> that was almost two months ago 120 it was in 125 which I'm looking back um that June. was the day of the opera. This is, that was literally the day before this in the story. Yeah. What was one day ago? <laughs> I mean, the factory off was like three months worth of episodes, which is less than a day. So. Yeah, my head is getting bobbled in later. All right. Well, because apparently, woke up yesterday, he says, um, well, relatively, he's not done recovering, but his life isn't on the line anymore. And she's like, it's wonderful. We have to go see you after work. It's amazing news. Thanks for telling us, March. All right, let's go. I'll make a quick detour to the lounge to get myself another cup of coffee. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he didn't sleep. <laughs> no, he straight up did not sleep. Because I think also in the when it shows the archives, it looks like it's like sunlight coming in. So that's morning light. Also, he's in his police uniform. He literally was at the at the theater, learned about Talia and how she disappeared, went home changed into his uniform, rolled back up to the police station and chilled in the archives all night. <laughs> Probably. And he says, well, I'll see you guys there. And now March and Lauren walk out and March asks her, how are you doing, Lauren? Said, oh, thanks, I'm fine for asking. <laughs> well, yeah, fine, thanks for asking, March. I was finishing up my desk position this morning. Hooper seemed so eager to talk to me out of the scene yesterday. I don't even know if he'll bother reading it. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, she's open about what we all picked up on. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny it's not you know with your coworkers, sometimes you get along with and sometimes you don't get along with that's how it is mm-hmm. and she said and he mark says well he gets territorial with his cases to be fair regular officers have no business interrogating witnesses so he could argue he didn't want to influence them but if you ask me he's afraid your deposition will have more inside of the case than he does <laughs> Ooh, yes burn yeah i mean where is the lie? And we know there is none because it's <laughs> right? not red, right? <laughs> I like so, me, me being sus of this man aside. I like how much faith he has in Lauren, and like he knows that she should be a detective still. Like, I, I, I like seeing him want to like foster that with her and try to defend her and stuff. Do I think that there are ulterior motives behind it? Yes, but it's just nice to see because. Yeah, she messed up, and her getting demoted was probably warranted, but it's been like a year and a half at this point, and mm-hmm. they know how valuable she is and stuff, but she's probably not going to be promoted anytime soon, given that Herman is super-duper sus of her being loon, which we know is true, so. <laughs> Appropriately so. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, but yeah, it's great that he's affirming her, and that's the thing that makes it so, like, gut-wrenching when we're sus of him, because he's so nice, so we don't want him to be, like, a bad person. Nah. But, you know, like, I would love for him to not be. If he isn't, I, I will gladly take that egg on my face. Gladly. <laughs> but that episode in the graveyard, mm-hmm. come on. Like, you can't read that and think, yeah, no, that he is definitely like 100% innocent. Like, no, they include so many things that vague lies or like vague truths that 
could be misinterpreted and all that stuff. And it's just like, well, I, I think I, if I recall correctly, at the time, we did not pick up on that because I think we only started thinking March was us with more indications later on. And that episode, we were all like, oh my gosh, March is so amazing. And I know because I wrote a whole like long essay about how March represents incrementalism versus the Pantheon Sites radicalism, which will be hilariously ironic if he's the leader. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know if he's the leader. Um, but you know, I think he could be at least apostle. He could be a leader. I don't know. I still think that I, I had a fever dream about the leader having a peg leg. I don't know if I keep misreading these panels. <laughs> I need to keep going back. So uh, that's what eliminated him in my mind. But it's like, what if I'm just dumb and I read it wrong? Yeah, <laughs> but that's it. I think some people said. I think it was the chair in the end. But it didn't look like a chair. Like I was by my friend. I was like. Like she doesn't even read PH. I was like, does this look like a leg or a peg leg? She looked at it. She like scrolled up and scrolled down. She's like, that's a peg leg. I'm like, I know. But yeah, <laughs> aside from that, um, you know, March just he is nice. I would love if he wasn't uh suspicious or involved, uh, but I don't know, the narrative just kind of it makes too much sense for mm. him to be like the guy on the inside and He's so smart. He knows how the police works. He he's probably the reason why certain spies who've been there before have been like found so easily and killed. Rip Harvey uh, and Rip, like you know, maybe he's the reason why Bella was able able to kill Elvira Lloyd while she was being interrogated because he told her how to get in easily or like he, he just has that information and like there's so many things, right? And you, oh, I also remember you said that how at the time you didn't think that he like that scene in the graveyard was suspicious. I read that episode and I was immediately like, this man is sus. But um, yeah, you that was before I fast passed. Uh-huh. So you guys had gotten to that like three weeks before. And then by the time I got to it, I was like, this man is sus. I think everybody was like, yeah, no, he is. Like people were like, obviously have more eyes on it because it's available to everyone. So mm-hmm. people were just kind of like, Oh, that is kind of suspicious. Oh no! So we thought Annabelle was suspicious, but I didn't think hmm? who. But so we thought Annabelle, his wife, who was you know might have been killed because of um something she did or whatever. But yeah, we yeah. Didn't, March was beyond our our sight. <laughs> mm. So yeah, so Lauren continues and she's like, um, at this current point, I'm pretty sure that I do. Happened right in front of my eyes. I'm sure I won't handle it well though. Much like wow, the conviction in your voice almost makes me emotional. <laughs> oh, he's such a dad. Mm. Oh, it's gonna suck when he turns out to be bad. We're <laughs> <laughs> gray, or gray. Lauren's like, I suppose I am guilty of not liking him very much. And he says, But generally, how are you, dear? <laughs> oh my gosh, you might have to use his doubtfire. Oh, Gary. Help is on the way, dear. <laughs> I love that movie. Oh my god. I'm gonna read him as like a muddled Scottish accent thing now. <laughs> Generally, how are you, dear? This is what happened to you. <laughs> oh god. I would love if if they adapt PH because I know that they, they think um it's British accents. Uh-huh. This man he does look like he would have like maybe a more northern accent or like one of the more regional accents that is not like proper like uh, um rp english <laughs> yeah that'll be that'll be fun accents are great and she's like oh well i'm all right it's healing could have been much worse 
Thanks again for standing up to Herman the other day. Has he talked again about his suspicions? <laughs> and he says, no. Like I said, he got too much on his plate. I don't doubt you have the skills to pull it off, though. Ooh, wow, okay. <laughs> what are you trying to say? You just said it. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was pretty cool, in my opinion. He's not dumb. Yeah, he's he he's a detective. Of course he'd pick up on this, but he's just kind of like, Loon helped us out, but also, you know, we don't know about his his backstory. So, you know, we know that he and Lauren's parents were friends, so could also link back to that and him kind of like seeing her in a way as a surrogate daughter, even though he wasn't really involved in her growing up. I don't know. There's something. He's so like so, he's so like nice with her, you know, so particularly attentive. So I think that he's being nice, but listen to his next line. I think it's very carefully constructed. And I think mm-hmm. he is kind of pushing the envelope with her. She's like, what do you mean? And we see it's like focusing in on her and she looks anxious and she's like looking at her from the side eye. And he says, just take it as a compliment. Haha. Moon's work is impressive. And so was yours when you worked in my unit. Which okay, let's let's get let's wait. We're not gonna get to the next line, but the fact that he said he didn't say I meant it as a compliment. He said, take it as a compliment. I think he meant it to see her reaction and just to see, like, maybe to push, like, oh, I know I know something you don't know or I know about you or I don't know. Because he didn't he didn't say, oh, I meant it as a compliment. That would have been a lie. He said, just take it as a compliment. Uh, that's my theory, okay? <laughs> I can see that. But also, what does he have to gain by letting her know that he's suspicious of her or, like, thinks it, right? Because... Um, he, it would arguably be better because, like, remember how the Phantom Scythe was like with the leader and cured, and he was like, um, one of oh, like one of the apostles was like, should we like punish Purple Hyacinth for like doing all these things? And the leader was like, no, let him think that he's good, and then he'll show us what he like. You know, we'll learn more because of it. it like, I feel like March telling Lauren is like, why tell her? Like, or like at least give her that suspicion because on the one hand it could be him just showing like hey listen I'm a detective I can figure this out and kind of like because him not figuring out would almost be more unbelievable in a way because he's such a like well-established a very good detective as far as we know head of the unit and everything so yeah him putting two and two together wouldn't be like would probably make more sense than him not but at the same time it's like if she knows about him, he might. she might be a bit more wary. But then again, if he wanted to confirm that it was her, then that would be the way to do it, like you said. But if he already kind of knew, then why let her know that he knows? I don't know. Yeah. So his next line is also interesting. Um, so his next line, he says, The proof that you aren't loon is there. There's no reason to doubt it. And it's a lie. <laughs> March does not believe that. <laughs> <laughs> is that maybe a warning then? Oh, like, so it's benevolent. So he's trying to say, oh, like cover your tracks better. Yeah. I like maybe he's like, listen, there's some evidence. <laughs> I'm not saying where it is, but there is some evidence that you might need to look at and get rid of because that could be it. I could see that. That makes sense then. With the whole thing, it could be like, Listen, I kind of think it, but like, but also, does he know about her lie detecting ability? 
I don't know. I don't think you, I don't know. I feel like I've met He knew her from since she was a child uh-huh. and knew her parents and everything. I, I assume, because we don't know this, I assume that her parents would have picked up on her ability from a very young age, like just how like Dylan knows, be like, her parents know Uncle Tristan kind of knows, but also doesn't really believe mm-hmm. necessarily. So I don't know. They're friends with Marge when she was small. Maybe he saw it for himself in action, or like, and he's like he. I don't think he's mentioned it. That's the thing. So this is just a head canon, but I don't know. I think that he might have known, and then or even just seeing her in the in the um as a detective, yeah. you know. Was she like, like oh, her blowing up at sake like it doesn't make sense for her to do that unless it was like lies but I don't know what if he's got the ability too because that's the one thing they never explain like the ability which I like at this point I kind of accept is just a, a, part, a part of the narrative that yeah. kind of gets the ball rolling I don't need it to be explained I don't need other people to have abilities but like it would be interesting if there were some sort of reason behind it or like if other people have similar things but I don't think I need it but mm-hmm. if it's there and well explained and everything then that just kind of enriches the world a bit more so I guess for that tangent mm-hmm. yeah I mean it's like in, in every other way Purple Hyacinth is like a realistic world this is the only thing that's a bit supernatural mm-hmm. she explains it in a very um like prosaic way like she says she hears the breathing she hears the like a little bit of tone of voice but it still has this element of being supernatural. Anyway. So Lauren's like, oh, I see. And then she thinks to herself, shit, he actually thinks it might be me. <laughs> yeah, Lauren. Watch your back. And he says, anyway, I always thought it was stupid of Herman and the APD to want to send their goose to the golden eggs. Uh, to send their goose that lays the golden eggs to the abattoir. Actually, not look up abattoir. I was trying um, to think of what that meant. Is that like butcher, but for geese? Uh, slaughterhouse, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Could you tell that nobody, like, is, we're just like a French word. What is um, that? It's, a, it's used in England. It's from French abattre, in his literal sense, to beat down, knock, slaughter. Uh, that makes sense. A lot of English. Batter probably comes from that word, too. Mm. Like, batter someone? Better etymology. <clears throat> battre, yeah. Old French battre to beat and from Latin battle. Mm. Very cool. Wish I, I could use my French ancestry to help, but alas, French was literally one of my worst subjects in high school. <laughs> I, I learned French in school. Well, French is one I happen to like etymology. So I've been watching nice. a lot of language videos lately. Cool. <laughs> Shout out to Lenfocus. <laughs> Um, yeah, so he says, I wouldn't entertain Herman searches, even if you were to pursue anything. So, okay, so we know interesting things. So this statement is very, okay, so it's a little confusing. So it's not a lie. So if we interpret it that, like, he's on APD side, right, he wants to know, like, you know, whatever Loon is investigating, you know, they're investigating to take down the PS, then he's like, yeah, I, I'm happy that Loon is doing this, and I, I, why would I want to stop him? But if he's PS, why would... So his statement, should it be a lie if he's PS and he doesn't want Loon's work to continue? Or is he just saying, oh, it was stupid of Herman, right? So, like, 
he thinks Herman is stupid, even if like he doesn't agree with, like he doesn't want Lou to uncover the PS, like he's like, well, Herman is stupid. So that's why it's not a lie. Yeah. Again, it's one of those things where it could go either way, which kind of, it's Schrodinger's cat, but <laughs> but in a man, Schrodinger's March. He can either be good or either be bad, but we don't know. So he's both at the same time. That is very, I like it. I like that. Yeah. I like whenever things happen that it's like we don't know, I'm always like Schrodinger's insert name. I am. Ever since I learned about that experiment, I was like, oh, so this is going to be like a thing that I use for everything now. I'm putting that down so that we, um, I remember that I want that to be the clip. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so he, apparently he's, you know, he said, like, he's not, even if Herman would want to pursue it, like, he's not going to help him out. So that's kind of also telling Lauren, like, he has her back. Mm-hmm. And Lauren says, I couldn't agree more. And she thinks in her head, thank you, March. He's not lying. He's got my back. <laughs> Which, I don't know. You think? <laughs> yeah, I'm a little nervous. I don't know about that. Uh, I my suspicions of that man are so high. He, he could be in the PS and still have Lauren's back. I mean, it's very possible, but... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we have Dokken as being sus, too, but he definitely has Lauren's back. Like, I'm pretty sure, like... Well, you know, we haven't seen Dokken and Tristan since that episode where, you know, Dokken fed Tristan a croissant, and I'm still sure that croissant was positive, was, was poisoned, because I just don't believe that Lauren made that croissant. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, uh, if there's one French word, I always say properly, croissant, because oh. that's how my grandmother says it, and I, like, I feel like if I say it differently, uh, my ancestors will turn in their graves and <laughs> curse me for eternity, so yeah, whenever I would be, like, talking to my, like, friends in the U.S., they'd be like, say it properly, I'm like, I am saying it properly. Huh. Croissant. Croissant, croissant. It has an R, but people say the quite. I don't know. It might just be her particular French <laughs> accent, but yeah. I don't know. I was in France. I did not pay attention to croissant specifically. <laughs> I didn't eat any when I was there. Um, you should have. Ooh. Well, yeah, I keep kosher, so like that was. Oh. The I, okay. I went to the kosher section, and I could have bought like. Um, I went to like French kosher bakeries, but I just bought bread. Like I was. Um, not interested in I mean you believe it I went to like French bakery and I didn't buy any pastries <laughs> yeah, to be fair French bread is amazing so I don't blame you it wasn't even it wasn't French French bread it was like a sourdough kind of loaf which was also fine it was um, probably good like all French bread in Toulouse actually not in Paris I had like French French bread in Toulouse so. nice oh but you know what it's like French bread here I, I, it wasn't any different mm. <laughs> I there's a video I've been meaning to watch I love how we're just talking about bread right now there's a video that popped up on my feed from a guy I watched and he was like why is bread in France so much better or it's like why is American bread awful and he's like in France like why is their bread so much better and I haven't watched that so after this that's what I'm gonna do <laughs> yeah and I'm not a foodie that's what that's all I can mm. do like I, I was happy to look at like the pretty pastries but I was not even interested really in eating it which I don't know yeah, I don't know. I, I have no idea why. <laughs> um, maybe next time. So, <laughs> so we're at the meeting, and Herman is looking at the officers, and um, he says, that sums up the new restrictions we will need to escalate over the upcoming days as per royal orders. <laughs> yeah. 
tensions keep rising in every district and people count on us to ensure their safety. And Laura and Kim are looking at each other and Kim's like, yeah, the tension arises but for very different reasons if you're high born versus not. So this is like kind of like the second time that we've heard like the officers themselves or like the main characters express, you know, dissent with the rules of that they're enforcing. So it's nice. To, it's a refreshing. Yeah, like because like the it does kind of show that the royals are just completely out of touch with what is really needed in the city and the officers who are on the ground and like Kim in particular who's came from a middle class family can see it even more plainly than like a lot of the other people but yeah they're the cops they have to deal with the day to day they know what the people are feeling a lot of the time so yeah they're kind of like huh this is not a good idea and you know the poor people have completely different reasons than the rich people and different like you know the 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 divide between the two is just getting wider you can see it yeah and uh, i mean yeah the more they say the worse it gets <laughs> marsh says i'm worried that the civil perception of the new measures will not be very favorable everyone is scared but the measures affect those who struggle to get by the most so why are you enforcing them you might be hitting... i mean we can't really say anything a lot of the stuff that happens in our world right now it goes the exact same way right that's why that's why it's so realistic right? mm -hmm. like it's literally i, I think it's I am positive that that Sof and F are very, very influenced by by the current you know news. So yeah, mm -hmm. um, and he says we might be headed towards more opposition than compliance with this. And then Herman says they have been thought through and decided by the royal council. It's like yeah, sure, they're the most <laughs> thoughtful and rational beings. <laughs> yeah, then there's no infighting with them at all. They are completely. 100% caring for the people and their needs above all else. Mm. Yeah. No. Mm. Um, and Herman says, we are in a situation of crisis and the population will need to understand that these measures are exceptional and for their own safety. Whatever. And this random lady says, any news on the searches for the explosives? And he asks the type of march to come up and he does. And then he says, investigation units have, uh, across all districts have joined their forces and are collaborating with the National Security Agency, which is another entity we never heard of. I know, I was about to say, like, how many levels of, like, of just, you know, enforcement law and stuff? It kind of reminds me, like, America, you got, like, CIA, FBI, all these different, like, branches that are, like, above just the police and, yeah, right. it's like, huh, yeah. new people. Um, I believe it's the British, like, kind of version of the FBI, right? No, it's NSA is, no, it's in America. Oh, yeah, right. NSA is, uh, is US, I think. Um, hmm. What is it I called? Know, um, Scotland MI6? I don't know, I'm, James uh, Bond logic. <laughs> yeah, no, I did not um, watch so much British stuff. But yeah, so he continues, we haven't found any hideout yet, but we will scavenge every square meter of the city and its surroundings if we have to. And then he says... We're still lacking reliable sources of information from within the Phantom site. Lie. Marchy. Mm -mm -mm, mm -mm -mm. Are you the reliable source of information from the Phantom site? <laughs> or Wouldn't that be interesting? Okay, so so let me let me say it's very it is possible to play devil's advocate 
it is possible. We know that the police has spies in the Phantom site. That's a known thing. The royals say that, the police say that. So maybe that's what he's referring to, like the legit spies within the Phantom sites, right? The, the double agents. Yeah. And maybe that's what he means, but he's just not going to tell the public. Maybe it's a red herring. Maybe. <laughs> it could also be, like, I don't know, I thought of this, and it low-key was like, wouldn't that be interesting? It's like, what if March is pulling a Snape and being a double agent <laughs> to, like, <laughs> in the phantom side in the police to pretend like that but he in real life he's actually on the side of the police I like that that would be great okay that would solve all our problems march could still be nice and sus at the same time <laughs> schrodinger's march yeah <laughs> yes good i like that theory i'm going with it march is snake <laughs> a nicer version of snake yeah a nicer not awful version of snape <laughs> Love Alan Rickman, though. Rip. Yep. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I thought you said Rick. And then, and then, well, oh, wait, that's what you meant. I guess in my head, I never said Rip. I just said rest in peace. But yeah. <laughs> so Lauren is like, wait, what was that? <laughs> and then, like, they continue talking, but Lauren is aghast. She is shook. She doesn't even hear what they're saying. She's just, Focusing in on March and his lie. Imagine if, like, what they're talking about now actually has more information, but she's just not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I wonder. I want Lauren to be more aware and alert around March. I'd be. I'd be very happy if we pick up on his thread a little more. And you know, focus on a little bit more, more of like March's susness or just what he's doing with his life. Yeah, I agree. I feel like that interaction they had before the meeting, I feel, is a really good um, segue into her being a bit more suspicious of trying to get more information. And we also know that she's going to use her detective skills to help Will out with his issue. So maybe that might uncover something that helps her with her issue because it's a, it has to do with Raphael and stuff. Maybe she'll learn something about that. Or something else completely different that we just don't have the connection to yet. Hmm. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good with all well research coming to cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. So now we switch to um, they're they're on patrol outside the dreary London day, I guess. Nice buildings, but sucky weather. <laughs> mm-hmm. Still and- snow on the ground and. Oh yeah, that's snow. I didn't think about it. I thought it was snow. Like you can see it on the corners of like the the um, like the eaves on the buildings and in the street. How do you know architectural terms? I don't know any. That might be even a completely wrong term. So don't at me on that. I that just felt like the correct word. Um, because it's where like you know um the eaves of a building and like where you get the term eavesdroppers is because people would hide in the eaves and listen to people. So that's where you get the term from. I just kind of thought it was like eardropper and then got like uh, contorted. But yeah, it's the part of the roof that projects out horizontally beyond the side of the structure. So like, yeah, anything coming out. Okay, found, I think you're right. Hmm. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. So y'all, you'll learn about languages, you'll learn about etymology, you'll learn about uh, architecture here. <laughs> but, and bread. <laughs> bread. <laughs> so um, Lauren looks at Kim and she's like, so what do you want to tell me last night? And Kim's like, oh, nothing. I don't even remember. And she's saying the truth. <laughs> she, to be fair, a lot happened last night. Right. So. 
she just, just might not remember in the moment and then like two seconds later she's gonna be like oh wait oh no I do remember <laughs> mm-hmm. get that in the next episode maybe based on how this one ends <laughs> yeah and then she just slaps Lauren on the butt because that's what she does <laughs> and it's hilarious and very funny <laughs> I like it fun picture and um she's like ah what was that for and just laughs and runs ahead and Lauren looks at her and then now we have a bit a passage of time and Lauren and Kim are again running in the street but now they're dressed in civilian clothes and she says anything you plan to do before we meet at the hospital to see Randall and Lauren's like, there is nothing I look forward to more than being unconscious. Why is she talking about being unconscious? Am I, am I because um, she wants to like sleep. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Um, <laughs> I jump on my bed and fall asleep in my dear. Got it. And then Lauren asked her, could you mind a detour to the Allendale Park? And she's like, ah, we walked all day and you want to make me walk more? And I like the whole lighting and the coloring. So it's like, yeah. it's like um, the word dusk. So it's like maybe like the blue, hazy blue, and like pearly pinkish is coming out. It's really nice. And the little that we see their breaths in front of them. It reminds me because I just remember the lighting of this episode so specifically because it had one of my favorite scre- um, screenshots of Kieran. It's when um, Lauren is being walked home by that one detective, and Kieran's like, I have information that will clear you. It's very similar lighting vibes, and I like it. Yeah, the winter also, like a winter walk. Mm. but they picked winter specifically because they'd get all these nice like weather shots as well it also fits them like you know the kind of like darker dreary mood right started out fall time no right. it, yeah it started out like toward the end of fall i believe sometime in november or october november i think mm-hmm. someone has a timeline somewhere i think right. yeah and she's like isn't there a single ounce of pity for my poor maimed ankle within you like the same one that's been healed for a week. Fine. Anything for your beautiful pensive eyes, darling. <laughs> and it's like, but why now though? But why though? And Lauren says, we need to talk. And Kim looks at her. Yeah, I guess we do. What are they gonna talk about? Mm, the boyfriend. No. <laughs> no. It's gonna be serious. I think, yeah. I think Lauren, I think they're gonna talk about like factory. Um happened back there maybe i yeah because um i didn't will say like kim was like concerned as well but she's better at like you know hiding it and like whatever whatever (laughs) i I would love for them to have like a candid talk about like what happened the impact it had i when i first read this i kind of had the idea that maybe lauren would tell kim about kieran but there's no reason for her to do that right now if that makes sense Mm -hmm. like I mean, if it does happen, like, okay, but yeah, I think this, uh, I like the idea of it being more for them to have, like, a real conversation about what happened, because they really haven't talked about it, like, Lauren talked about it with Will, but she's never talked about it with Kim, and I feel like Kim tries to hide it, maybe Kim will talk about, like, some of her stuff with therapy, I don't know. Yeah, I think she, I think the therapist will come up, my suspicion. That's gonna be nice. Yeah, good to have some conversation. I mm-hmm. will go straight into um, into the that scene of them talking, or we're gonna switch to hop around. Probably gonna like be them like walking into the park and having the conversation, or like the way there. But I don't know. I feel like it's probably gonna be the the conversation is gonna be most of the episode, or a good chunk of it at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite panel this episode? Let's see. I I really I'm just scrolling through the whole thing. I like seeing disheveled Will, but him being happy or like him smiling. But um, I realized that this is probably my favorite panel. It's them with her call, mm-hmm. talking about her pensive eyes because mm-hmm. I like the the bit of the cartoony, but it's also got that beautiful ethereal lighting in the background. It's mm-hmm. best of both worlds, and I also like the uh, inclusion again of, of the pensive eyes thing because. Yeah. We haven't seen that joke in a while. So nice to see it make a return. What about you? So it's probably pretty easy to tell my favorite panel because I always choose it for the cover pretty much. But um, the the one where Kira, not Kira, the one where Kim is slapping Lauren's butt. <laughs> <laughs> that one's fun. Oh, I also really like the panel of them when you see them for the first time in their civilian clothes um, walking to meet, to, um, to go by Lucas. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I like, I like Lauren's coat and everything and I like I don't know the the Kim kind of skipping ahead with a bag of chips in her hand I just noticed she's holding a bag of chips that gonna be for Lucas maybe it is that'd be nice but yeah I don't know I I, I like the vibes of this last chunk of of uh, panels right they look like happy friends you know like carefree just doing something nice happy to see their friend wake up like they just look like connected no drama no, you know, like nothing, no one's threatening them. They're not like running away from someone who wants to kill them. Yeah, all around good vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe I should make that the cover. <laughs> make the cover whatever you want it to be. It's your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's cute. Well, um, any other thoughts before we close up? Yeah, like I said at the beginning, I like the vibes of this episode. Gave me, it gave me very season one vibes. It gave me... I liked seeing Lauren interacting with Will one-on-one and March one-on-one, even though the man is super sus. And then her and Kim, I feel like um, I have, like, obviously I love I love my boy Kieran. I love him. Every time he's in an episode, I love it. But I really like these, these episodes where it kind of allows the narrative to breathe a bit. Let's, because you do need those episodes where it's kind of clearly just transitioning to something else, maybe like having information be shared and stuff but there's it's nothing really happening mm-hmm. like plot wise yeah. um I feel like it's a really good change of pace it allows you to kind of get a moment of rest you don't feel like there's just something happening all the time and you get exhausted reading it so yeah I I like I like the cool vibes like the friendship vibes and I just I just like seeing them having these um one-on-one interactions with each other mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree about like the needing the rest. Like you can't just have it like climax, climax, climax all the time. Like you have to have the ups and the downs, right? It, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like you you've earned the drama unless you have some normality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. You need to establish like the connections between the characters and the daily day to life in order for like the the drama that you want to insert into the relationship that has to feel real. It has to feel like like they actually have a relationship so mm-hmm. yeah, i agree mm-hmm. all right well this is fine this is great you analyzing it yeah, and thank you again for having me yeah thanks so much it was awesome it was awesome have a great night okay bye See you.
Thank you so much to my current patrons, Susie, Lady Libris, Lily Jenny, Molly Veronica, Emily Joe Rochelle, Sasha Tuggles, Anna Rose, Alexa, Misty, Joanne, Emilda, Esther, I'm watching you people, Emily Jean, Jen, Aaron, Kay, Lily, Beckett, Duranda, Christine, Sadie, Kelly, Teresa, Mrs. Gastaldo, Tatiana, Louisa, Rachel, and Stacey Moon. Your support is truly appreciated. 